<laughs> thank you, Lord. Let's just come before the Lord again. We thank you, Lord. You heard our declaration earlier, and we just affirm that in Jesus' name for all of our homes and places. In Jesus' name, we look to you for safety, but yes, we take that authority that you've given to us against any damaging. We receive the proper rains, which are, of course, needed, but the winds and hail, Lord, we rebuke those in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I've seen it happen many times, you know, where we've prayed and seen storms go this way, that way, or whatever. Yeah. We had one last year that actually did hail. But it turned out for good for most of those that I know <laughs> in a pretty good way. So the Lord knows. Because of insurance. <laughs> yeah. But hallelujah. Yes. Joyce, there's some things. Well, I'll just let you go ahead there. Okay. So today I'm going to share about personal choice. Um, it's from my personal quiet time notes from one year ago. It was during the first month of our sabbatical, and I was reading through the Old Testament chronologically very slowly. It's because I love to do side studies. But I was into the book of Second Chronicles, and so these are my personal notes from it. Um, it's interesting, the thing of personal choice, Independence Day that we just celebrated on Monday, was the result of 56 men from 13 colonies making a personal choice to meet together that particular day they began with hours of prayer, many of them on their knees. I believe the scripture they read was Psalm 55. And then individually, those 56 men personally chose to agree to sign the Declaration of Independence or to be in agreement with it fully knowing it would mean war with Great Britain. Actually, it turned out the Revolutionary War was over eight years with the loss of many lives. But do we thank God that they made that choice today? That was 246 years ago. Thank you, Lord. This past week, I listened to two powerful messages about our country and about Independence Day, Pastor George Pearson's and Pastor Tim Sheets. Incredible. 
I'd recommend that listening for anyone. So going to Second Chronicles, my notes took a long time because I did it so slowly those months, but I'm going to summarize certain parts of it. It's all about the kings of Judah. Starting with Second Chronicles 1 through 9, we're familiar with Solomon. The Lord his God was with him and exalted him exceedingly. But 1 Kings 11.4 says when he was old, he personally chose to let his wives turn his heart after their gods. And his heart wasn't loyal to the Lord his God. His son, Rehoboam, chose to do evil. He did not prepare his heart and seek the Lord. His son, who became the king of Judah, Asa, Cindy, well shared with us, two, I think it was two weeks ago. He chose what was good and right, but later he did not seek the Lord. His son Jehoshaphat says in the word, his heart took delight in the ways of the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 17 through 19 records his good choices. But then, Second Chronicles 20 verse 35 King Jehoshaphat allied himself with a very wicked king. Not good results. His son and his grandson both chose to do evil in the sight of the Lord. Then we get to 2 Chronicles 23 and 24. King Joash chose what was right in the sight of the Lord. But after the death of a faithful wise priest, Jehoiada, King Joahaz chose to listen to bad counsel and led the way for the people to leave the house of the Lord God of their fathers and serve wooden images and idols. His son, Amaziah, when he became king, did what was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a loyal heart. Every time I read that verse, oh God, we want loyal hearts to you as we do what is right in your sight. That's Second Corinthians, Second Chronicles, twenty-five, verse two. Um, that means he did not have a whole and complete heart. His son Isaiah, when he became king, chose to do what was right in the sight of the Lord. Second Chronicles. 26, verse 16. No, that's King Isaiah. 
King Isaiah chose to do what was right in the sight of the Lord. Oh, yeah, verse, oh, I didn't like this. I remember that. If you have it for the screen, when he was, when he was strong, in other words, things are going well for him, his heart was lifted up. That's pride to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. Then King Uzziah became furious. He had a censer in his hand to burn incense, and while he was angry with the priests, leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord beside the incense altar. Then it shows he was a leper until the day of his death, living in an isolated house, cut off from the house of the Lord. His son Jotham chose to do what was right in the sight of the Lord. Again, there's, we thank you for that, Lord. And he became mighty because he prepared his ways before God. King Jotham's son Ahaz chose to do what was evil in the sight of the Lord. You see the power of choice? Second Chronicles 28, 19, King Ahaz encouraged moral decline in Judah and was continually unfaithful to the Lord. By now, you're probably beginning to see a parallel to leaders around our world, personal choices they've made. But then that wicked king, his son, Hezekiah, and this is in 2 Chronicles 29, he cleansed the temple, brought out all the debris, carried it away, restored temple worship. So the service of the house of the Lord was set in order. Then Hezekiah, verse 36, and all the people rejoiced that God had prepared the people since these events took place so suddenly. A sudden turnaround. It can happen. <laughs> it can happen. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. So Second Chronicles 31, 20 and 21. This is with King Hezekiah. Thus he did throughout all Judah. He did what was good and right and true before the Lord his God. And in every work he, that he began in the service of the house of the Lord, in the law and commandment, to seek his God, he did it with all his heart. So he prospered. His son, 
when he became king, Manasseh, at the age of 12, his son chose to do evil in the sight of the Lord. And the word says that Manasseh rebuilt the evil places his father had torn down. As he grew older, he practiced witchcraft, sorcery, spiritism, black magic, fortune-telling, sorcery, and he burnt his own sons as sacrifices to an evil, false god. But then 2 Chronicles 33, he made another personal choice. Second Chronicles. When he was in affliction, he implored, implored the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers and prayed to him, and he received his entreaty, heard his supplication, and brought him back to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. He took away the foreign gods and the idol from the house of the Lord and all the altars that he had built in the mount of the house of the Lord and in Jerusalem, cast them out of the city. He also repaired the altar of the Lord, sacrificed peace offerings and thank offerings on it, and commanded Judah to serve the Lord God of Israel. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, right now for those leaders in our nation that have had, they've begun as leaders doing evil in the sight of the Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the hope that they can choose to good, do good even in this year and the years that are ahead in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Manasseh's son, Ammon, reigned only two years. But he was so evil that the word says he sinned more and more. Second Chronicles 34, his son, Josiah, when he was eight years old, was crowned king of Judah. Thank you, Lord, for the good. We have the scripture for that. He reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of his father, David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or the left. While he was young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. And in the 12th year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the wooden images, the carved images, molded images, and broke down the altars of the Baals in his presence. After him, and this is in Second Chronicles, the last chapter, four more kings all chose to do what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Now, if this doesn't show us the power of personal choice as a leader, 
These, these were all leaders, kings of Judah. We have this in all of our existence. There's been countries with leaders making choices and how those choices affect the people. And um, what, when I was doing my quiet time studies, I would be so frustrated. I just written my notes about a good one, one that was seeking the Lord and then his own son or then his grandson, or it was just like, and the, what I've written, and you could see it in the margin of my Bible, I began to write personal choice through all of it, personal choice. They were leaders, they made personal choice, but it comes down to each of us, the choices that we're making. And um, it wasn't easy for me to read that, those chapters then or even go back. And I didn't want to do this. <laughs> but um, I made a choice to agree, agree with Steve and the Lord. So there must be a reason about personal choice this morning. My last confirmation was, and I'm now reading in Ezekiel, and I was up to Ezekiel 18 this past Wednesday, and I had just said to Steve, um, are you sure you don't just want to take the whole message? He had said, no. And so here I am, Ezekiel 18, the entire chapter talked about take personal responsibility for your choices. I go, okay, 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 I will share this on Sunday. But there's a, a truth in action after the book of Ezekiel that I'm going to read, and while I'm reading it, again, it talks about Israel, but you know the country you're living in. The people of Israel place great value on their corporate identity as a nation. Ezekiel countered that emphasis by highlighting personal responsibility and personal relationship with God. Though Israel had sinned as a nation, each person was responsible for his, his or her own individual choices. Godly living requires personal responsibility before the Lord. Like Israel, we cannot blame our families, our leaders, our nation for the choices we have made, or nor can we rely on someone else's righteousness to save us. Another teaching that I heard this last week was Pastor Keith Moore. I highly recommend it from last Sunday. And it was such a strong word to us as individuals, as Christians. Don't judge. Don't complain. Don't make excuses. So help, help us, Holy Spirit, with that. 
in our daily living. Yep, in our daily living, we make choices all the time. That's what life is. That's what life is. Um, I need a daily choose to have the right attitude about myself, my husband, others. I need to make a choice to nurture my relationship with the Lord, uh, be in his word. I need to uh, choose to say right words. Today I had to make a choice not to be upset with my husband as we were getting ready. I knew he didn't know. I had changed my schedule, so my quiet time was later than usual. So he was in the shower with Bill Gaither music on loud with Vestal. Do you know Vestal? The booming voice. It was all good music, but I just sat there and I thought I was trying to concentrate on at least going through my notes once. I thought, he doesn't know. He doesn't know, so I didn't go and bang on the door, because I knew, yeah. Anyway, so, I made a choice. So what was your choice then? <laughs> Not to bang on the door and say, Steve, will you please turn that lower? Because <laughs> oh, I knew he didn't know when he, yeah, later he'd go, oh. And then he shut it off when he saw I was sitting there. So I made a choice. That's interesting, isn't it? How one person sees things from one angle and the other person sees things Absolutely. from a different angle. And then, like in husband-wife relationships, you need to make a choice. Yes. Like I had the, I had, this is the truth. I would not speak a lie. I thought Joyce really wanted to have the main part of this message today. <laughs> and, when, and when we talked about it, that's the impression I got that she had gotten this a year ago. Okay, if we're just open and honest about stuff, is that, that, that helps people, right? I mean, my thought was that you really had something and you had it. I never really could catch on to it, what you were getting, but it's great what you're sharing. But I thought that you wanted to have the main message, <laughs> and you didn't think that? No. <laughs> and so I was seeking the Lord, Lord, what do I do? Do I even need to be up there then, or do I, I'm up here? And then I can have things that will help to complement what she's saying, you know. Or to, but then I finally ended up, I know the Lord will give what I'm supposed to say. Is this, this is what I'm supposed to say right now, I guess. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the point is, we got to make choices. I had to make a choice to be open and honest with you right now and share and be transparent because that's exactly what happened with this. I was thinking, well, I'll just wait till afterwards and then I'll share it with Joyce. Um, but the Lord gave me a little opening there so that I could do it, right? Good and for see, you. That's, that's what He will do. But the thing is, too, with those that we're with, we make a choice to be honest and open and transparent about things or not to. 
I'm so thankful for my wife. You know, 47 now. It's going to be 47 in October, 47 years, but that's a part of it. There's a lot of times we had to make choices. So I had to choose, I don't know how many weeks ago, someone else was supposed to have the message, and he said, they can't have it. Would you have something you could share with me? You know, I says, no, I really don't. And then I said, but I'll pray about it. I did. And the Lord reminded me, I just happened to flip my journal open to my notes from a year ago, and it was like, oh, so then I told you that. I said, well, if there's anything, it would be the thing about personal choice. But many times I would say, but I don't have to do that. You know, <laughs> if you've got something else, that's fine. So anyway, that's interesting. So we, we choose to continue to work at things together, when there are differences, then we choose to communicate. You know, when we do marriage counseling, that's probably one of the main things we do, we've done through the years, is communication. Choose to communicate, to share, to be upfront with one another, not holding things back, not allowing walls to build in between. And... Uh, so that's, you know, that's part of personal choice. Yes. And I'm sorry, did you have more to share? No. <laughs> You're all done now. Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. And I okay. did it fast. Because <laughs> this part's for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that for choice that we get to choose. Yes. The, the, what a gift. We thank you we get to choose you to be our personal Savior. We thank you we get to choose you to be our Lord. We get to choose you to baptize us with the Holy Spirit. We get to choose you as our healer. We get to choose you as our helper, our teacher. We get to choose to read your word and to, oh, we love your word. We get to choose to fellowship with you, but also fellowship. We got to choose today to come here in person. But for those online, you made the choice to listen. Thank you, Lord, for for. for Freedom to choose in Jesus' name. And we do want to choose to please you in the name of Jesus. That's how God made us. He made us on purpose to be able to make choices. He didn't program us. You know, he knew us from the foundation of the world. I mean, from way back, like we were saying, even before we were in our mother's womb, really, his, the thought of us was in him. And then we were conceived 
We were talking about that, that conception. And that's the time, I believe, when a person is there. But his idea was that we not be programmed in all the things that we decide or so forth, the decisions we make, but that we would be free to love him, free to come to him, free to read his word. It was for freedom that Christ has made us free. And so we don't want to get in a yoke of bondage. You know, when we're walking in love, when we receive Jesus as our Savior, and we have this love that's imparted to us, that's a good chooser. And the love is a good chooser. What would line up with love? That's a choice I want to make every time. But of course we don't. We make mistakes. The songs this morning again were so good with that. I mean, they brought that out so well. None of us is perfect. We all make mistakes. Then we get to choose to turn our face and heart to the Lord and talk to him about it and receive forgiveness and strength and joy to go on. See, that's exactly what we need to do. We need to go to the Lord. We need to ask the Lord about it and yield to him. Did you have something to insert here, Adam? There you go. You chose to come up here. (laughs) And I chose to give you the mic. You talked about uh, a little door opened for you to share something, and it was right then. I I had something earlier, and you know, sometimes it is how the Lord, when he wants you to do something, all of a sudden your heart starts going double time. You're like, okay, I know. (laughs) Well, this is one of those moments. As we were worshiping, there was so much about God's faithfulness And it ties in with something about personal choice. And if you're willing, I'd just like you to ask you to do something. Uh, Could you stand up and turn that way? (laughs) Okay. And what we're doing right at this moment, as you're turning, and close your eyes now, but you're looking into your past, okay? You're looking at what has come before. I just want you to take a moment and look and see the faithfulness of God in your past. Can you look and see those times when he has met you, when he's sustained you, when he's blessed you, he's provided for you, he's healed you, he's saved you, he's led you, Can you look? Can you see it? Can you see those points in your past, the faithfulness of God? And now let's turn around again. And we're here today. We're right here where we are. And the faithfulness of God is here, right here with us. This is now. This is real. There's not, uh, we're not in the past and we're not in the future. 
We're right here and right now, and the great I am is the faithful one to you. And now, just continuing with your eyes closed, I want you to look into your future. And this is where you can make a decision on personal choice because it is so easy to go through each day and just deal with the stresses that we have and the problems that we have and not see the faithfulness of God. But I want to declare to you today, the faithfulness of God is in your future every day, not because of you, but because he is faithful. You know his character. You just look back and you saw the way he walked with you every day. You saw that. You see his character is trustworthy. You know it now, here, today, based on his word and how you know him. And I'm declaring to you that his faithfulness is with you every single step in your future. But you need to take a hold of that personal choice to take a moment and look and see it and acknowledge it. Lord, we just want to thank you today for your faithfulness. You are the faithful one, Father. Thank you for sharing that faithfulness with us, that we can also be loyal and faithful. But Father, we're so grateful for your faithfulness in our lives. And Father, would you um, remind us that it's our personal choice, the personal choices we make to line up with your faithfulness. Lord, we look into the days ahead and we see that day when uh, there's a great uh, crowd, a great multitude before the throne from every tribe, tongue, language, and nation. And we're part of that. But between here and there, we will walk in your faithfulness. Not by accident, no. <laughs> but consciously. Lord, give us Decision. that acknowledge that uh, consciousness of your faithfulness so that we can actively walk in it and actively walk in your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All the way to the end. All the way through in the race, right? King Josiah stayed true all the way through, didn't he? That's why you picked the name Josiah for your son and not like Ahab or somebody like that. You know, he went through all the way. And that's what our exhortation, or the exhortation is. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for... Thanks for choosing to obey the Spirit and coming forward. You're done? Yeah. I'm done. That was it for me. Lord. Okay. David's amen. All right. Amen. So, he, he went all the way through, and we'll come in for a landing here, but it'll be a few scriptures that the Lord gave me just before the service. And see, Josiah, he continued to choose to seek the Lord and to get wisdom from him all the way. Even Solomon, you know, was 
he's said to be the wisest man that ever lived. Well, he didn't continue to listen and to make the right choices. But we want to do that. And when we, we know that we're going to make mistakes. But that's where Jesus, the blood of Jesus, calling on the blood of Jesus. But um, God has infinite wisdom for you and me and for our leaders, for all, everyone. Uh, Psalm 147, I believe we have this, Lucas, I gave it to Lucas just before the service, verse 5. Great is our Lord and mighty in power, his understanding is infinite. He understands you infinitely. He in understands the situation infinitely that you're in. He understands our nation. But coming back to us again, you know, infinite, that means without limits. I mean, totally without limits. He understands. He has understanding. And he has the wisdom to impart to us in our situation. Okay, Lucas, let's go to Isaiah 40, 28. Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. In other words, we can't come to the end of it. His understanding about situations about you, about big things in our lives and the little things in our lives. Everyday things. You know, dealing with the things from the past, but looking toward the future. And we can choose to trust Him. See, there's a choosing to trust in God. There's a choosing to believe in Jesus and to believe the Word of God. It's a choice that I make, a decision I make. It's a decision that is there. Okay, let's continue there. Next verse. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, and we just think of this as the maybe the marathon of our life, the race of our life. I remember this scripture being used in chariots of fire when the race was going on. But for us, we have this race, and we want to endure to the end, right? We want to endure strong to the end, right? How are we going to do it? It's, and be weary, and shall utterly fall, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Next verse. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for that? And that's the truth. That is the truth. 
And we want to run that race to the end strong in the Lord, making the right choices. And one more scripture I had here, and that's Hebrews. I believe we have that one too. Hebrews 12. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and those, those are those that have gone on before. They're cheering us on. In fact, it says that it's at the Living Bible. It talks about those in the grandstands. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. So if there's anything that is ensnaring us that's holding us back from being able to run the way the Lord would have us do, we just need to give it to him. And we think, well, I'm going to hold on to this, or I'm going to hold on to that. Well, if you don't have peace about it inside, if you always get a scratchy thing inside whenever that thing is there that you're dealing with what you're doing or saying or thinking. Um, by the way, when it comes to thinking, thoughts that are of the flesh or of Satan, you know, of evil, of bad, that come, that's not you. That's for you to deal with. That's for you to make a choice. What am I going to do with that thought? This is so important because thoughts will come and then we, get in, we can get into condemnation. That's me. That's what I'm thinking. This is bad. I don't want bad for that person. I want good for that person. But the thought will be there. Well, what we're to do is cast it down. Like it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. Cast down anything that is contrary to the word of God. And see, that's where our understanding comes too. It's through his word. That's how God speaks to us. Through his word. But looking unto Jesus, the next verse too. Looking unto Jesus. Oh, looking unto Jesus. We choose to look unto you, Jesus. Oh, your walk with the Lord is growing stronger as you choose to abide in him as you choose daily, moment by moment, just everything, live through him. He's the vine, like Dan was sharing a few weeks ago. He's the vine, we're the branches, and just allow his life to flow through you. Choose that. Looking unto Jesus, the author my side margin says originator and the finisher. My side margin says perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him. He knew what was coming in the end, but wow, what he had to go through to get there. But yet he kept his focus. He endured. And that's what we're going to do all the way to the, the end when our race is through here on this earth. There's that cloud of witnesses who their race on earth is done now, the race on earth, but yours and mine isn't yet. 
And we want to endure and go strong. Amen? We want to go strong right to that last moment, whether it's Jesus' return or when we leave these bodies to be with him. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And Lord, we pray that today, that you would help us. We see this example of the kings. I know what Joyce is talking about. I've had that same thing, Lord, that same frustration when I read through there. Why couldn't they have just stayed strong? Well, how about us, you say? Let us stay strong and stay in your word right to the end. I pray that for every person that hears this word and this message. And for those that don't, some that don't hear this. In Jesus' name. And Lord, that you would, we know that if there are weights that are holding us back from running the way we're supposed to, that you show them to us. That we don't have to get myopic and all focused on ourselves. You'll you'll show us. You'll show if it's not there. I mean, or if it is there, either way. Oh, Lord, we give you thanks. We give you thanks that you're working in us. And we're thankful that we see your faithfulness in the past present, and future in all that we do. And we thank you that you're the one that wills to do, even within us, that you help us in making the right choices. And your great understanding that is unsearchable, Lord, you will show us You've said if we lack wisdom, we can ask of you and you'll give it. And so we do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody said? Amen. We have just a few things we're going to do before we leave. we got a couple of videos, one from Pastor Dean and one from Lowell O'Brien. I'm going to ask... Caitlin and Leanne to come up here. We're going to dedicate Caitlin's little one. And um, we'll let, let's show which. Do you have one of the videos ready? Okay. Pastor Dean just wanted to give us an update on what. Is that the one you have ready, Pastor Dean or Lowell? Okay. Well. Let's show Pastor Dean first. Hello, church family. This is Pastor Dean here, and uh, I've been able to be with you in fellowship for a number of, I guess, a few months now. But I have connected online and talked with a lot of you, but Anyway, I really appreciate your standing with me in prayer and in faith and believing. And 
just want to give you a little update today. Last month, the doctors finally could give me a diagnosis as to what I've been dealing with physically uh, over the past months. It is a condition where the immune system begins to attack and destroy the nervous system, which I had never really been aware of before, but they had some long name for it. But anyway, that's kind of the reality of what my body's going through. Last week, I began a series of uh, treatments of their five consecutive days of transfusions each uh, each month, and after three weeks, I get another five, then another three weeks, I get another five. But after the three months, I'll be reevaluated, and the goal is that I will begin to be able to start physical therapy again and build up my muscles and strength. The doctor has said his goal at my being able to uh, walk and move around again. And so that was uh, hopeful anyway for me. And so presently I'm confined to a wheelchair. I'm, uh, so I'm really limited in my activities and cannot stand or move myself, transfer myself at all. So I really appreciate your prayers that things will be resolved by the, by the power of God, but also, I guess, through the medical expertise. And uh, anyway, God is faithful. And you know, Colossians 3 says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, for you have died in your life, your real, true life, is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, you shall also appear with him in glory. And so that is such a revelation of the spiritual realities. When Christ, who is our life, appears, not only does he give us life, not only does he sustain us, but he is also, he is our life. That's the union we have with him. We're members of his body. We are... Uh, filled with his spirit. And so we have union with God because we are in the life of Jesus. And so again, I appreciate all your prayers and your faith and standing with me. And Jesus paid the price for us, spirit, soul, and body. And we can agree that these things will be in manifestation more and more the full measure of all that he died for would, would come into reality in all of our experience. Thank you again, and God bless. Amen. Well, that's an update from Pastor Dean. And then Dan and Angie were visiting little uh, O'Brien yesterday with Angie's dad, Eldon, and, and um, Lowell shared, had something to share with the congregation. Lowell turned 100 years on Thursday. And so let's show that one as well from Lowell.
all the church congregation. I say hello to you all. I thought maybe someday I was going to get back there because I miss the Century Community Church and all the people. So I wish you all well and, and, uh, and take care. And uh, maybe someday we'll all meet again. <laughs> Amen. We will, yeah. Yes. That's from Lowell, and Caitlin and Leanne, would you come up? Joyce and Gus, would you come up too? We're going to dedicate. Maybe we'll just stand here. We'll let you all stand up with us, I think. And um, I'll let you hold that for me. So, okay, I'm gonna, I told Leanne I was going to have her give the name of your little one. Amora Leanne, Wyona Aggie. Yes. Hi. And so, I've got a question for you, Leanne, and well, be, I mean for Caitlin, but also Leanne, too. Um, and any any that know you well and your little one. Uh, do you make the choice mm -hmm. to raise your child up to know God through the example of your own personal walk with him? And do you choose to be a hearer and a doer of the word of God yourself? And by doing this, teach your child the value of learning the scriptures and knowing God. Yes. You do. And then one final thing, will you be the parent that you would desire your child to imitate in their lives yes. as they grow up? Yes. yes. Oh, we're going to anoint. I, I want you to say your name once more. <laughs> Amora Leanne Wyona Aggie. Amora Leanne. And we know where Leanne comes from. Yep. Yes. Amora. She is very observant, isn't she? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she sees this. And <laughs> Put this right here on your head. Just like this. Jesus' name. There you go. You're dedicated to God. That's pretty important. That's an important choice that your mother and grandmother are making here. And we, a great cloud of witnesses, Darlene, we know. All right. Let's lay hands and pray here. You must have been in the rain. In the rain, you're all wet. Hallelujah. Father Amora Leanne, we dedicate to you 
in the name of Jesus. What a special little girl. And we believe that her eyes will behold you throughout her life, Lord. That she will behold you all the years of her growing up. Your anointing, your protection, your blessing, favor, protection in Jesus' name over her and her mom and grandma in Jesus' name. And everyone in agreement with this said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Praise God. Well, if anyone would like prayer, please come forward. We'll pray with you. There's fellowship. There's goodies back there. We're going to have a time of sharing just in fellowship and stuff. God bless you. Oh. Uh-huh.